Alam tara, have you not seen ilal ladina to those people who? It's amazing. Look at these people. Those people who qila lahum, it was said to them, kufu aidiyakum, hold your hands back, restrain your hands. Kufu from kaf fa fa, kaf is to restrain, to hold back. So they were told, restrain your hands. Hold your hands back, meaning do not attack, do not take revenge, do not fight. Like I mentioned earlier, the Muslims were not allowed to fight the enemy at the beginning. Instead, the focus was on what? On self-development. And this is the reason why they were told that instead of fighting the enemy, what should you do? وَأَقِيمُوا الصَّلَاةَ Establish the salah. وَآتُوا الزَّكَاةَ And give the zakah. We learn that Ibn Abbas anhu he said that Abdul Rahman bin Auf and several of his companions, once they came to the Prophet ﷺ in Mecca, while well, they were all in Mecca still, they hadn't migrated yet, and they said, Oh Allah's Prophet, we were mighty when we were pagans. But when we embraced Islam, we became weak. That nobody would dare raise a finger against us in here. Now we've become so weak, everyone's attacking us. So in other words, they meant, please allow us to defend ourselves. The Prophet ﷺ said, إِنِّي أُمِرْتُ بِالْعَفْوِ إِنِّي أُمِرْتُ بِالْعَفْوِ فَلَا تُقَاتِلُ الْقَوْمِ He said, I have been commanded to forgive the people, to pardon the people, so do not fight them. Do not fight them. So they were not allowed to fight. Instead the focus was on what? Pray salah, give zakah, work on yourself, self-improvement, be patient, forgive others, build inner strength, build spiritual strength. And then later on, when the Muslims migrated to Medina, then what happened? The Muslims were told, fight the enemy. They're coming to attack you. Now you have to fight. Allah says, فَلَمَّا Then when, كُتِبَ عَلَيْهِمُ الْقِتَالِ When fighting was made mandatory for them, meaning they were commanded to fight. Then what happened? إِذَا فَرِيقٌ مِّنْهُمْ Then a group from them, فَرِيق فَرَقَفْ A group from them, what happened? يَخْشَوْنَ النَّاسَ They began to fear people. The same people that they wanted to fight, now they began fearing them. How much are they fearing them? كَخَشْيَةِ اللَّهِ Like the fear that they should have of Allah. They fear people as one should fear Allah. The fear of Allah, it stops a person from doing what he wants to do. Isn't it? Like you want to do something wrong, but the fear of Allah stops you, doesn't let you do it. So over here in this situation, the fear of these people stopped them from taking revenge that they badly wanted to take earlier. Allah says, Oh, ashad the khashiyah, or even stronger in fear. Meaning they fear them even more than they fear Allah. And isn't this true? That sometimes we fear people more than we fear Allah. Which is why when people are in front of us, we pray. But when they're not there, then we don't care about if we pray and how we pray and when we pray. Right? So what does that show? That the fear of people is more, is stronger than the fear of Allah. وَقَالُوا And they said, رَبَّنَا O our Lord, لِمَا كَتَبْتَ عَلَيْنَا الْقِتَالِ O Allah, why? 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 Isn't this what we say sometimes? They said, Oh Allah, why did you make qital mandatory on us? Why have you commanded us to fight? We don't want to. Why? لِمَا كَتَبْتَ عَلَيْنَا الْقِتَالِ 
They say, Lawla, why not? Akhartana, you delayed for us. Akharta. Hamza khara, ta'khir, is to defer, to delay. So why did you not defer for us ila ajal al-qareeb to a near term? Ajal, Hamza Jimlam is used for a specific point in time and also a period of time. So why didn't you delay for some more time? When you don't want to do something, and you know you have to do it, then what do you want? What do you want? That you should be given more time. Like please, let's just submit the assignment next week. Please, defer the test two more weeks. Defer the test three weeks. But you know what? Something that's coming will eventually come. Whether it comes tomorrow or it comes five weeks later, it will come. So delaying it is not going to make any difference. So what's necessary on your part? Preparation. Be ready for it. They say, لَوْلَا أَخَرْتَنَا إِلَىٰ أَجَلٍ قَرِيبٍ But what's the psychology behind this? Why do we want things to be put off? Even for five minutes, even for ten minutes. Why is it that we delay things? Because we don't want to do it. Right? What we don't want to do, what we find difficult to do, we keep putting it off. Isn't it so? We keep putting it off. And then what happens? We realize it's so late, it's meaningless. And then delete, delete, delete. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah? It's like if there's a to-do list that you've made for yourself, Something you've got to do today, you don't do it, you defer it to next week, which you defer it to next week, and you keep delaying. Eventually a time comes when it doesn't matter whether you do it or not. So then what happens? You're like, finally, check it off. Just remove it. Erase it. Get rid of it. قُلْ Allah says, say, مَتَاعُ الدُّنْيَا قَلِيلٌ The benefit of this life, the enjoyment of this life is temporary. وَالْآخِرَةُ And the hereafter is خَيْرٌ It is far better. لِمَنِ اتَّقَى For the one who fears Allah. وَلَا تُظْلَمُونَ فَتِيلًا And you will not be wronged even as much as a fatil. What is a fatil? A thread inside a date seat. Now what do we see over here? That the Muslims were told to wait initially. Why? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows when it is the right time for something. When we want to do something and someone tells us, no, not right now, next year, or next month, or tomorrow, then What happens? we get discouraged immediately. We don't want to do it. We don't like that. Right? Because we want to do it immediately. So if somebody tells us, no, wait. We don't like that at all. Now later on, when they were commanded, what happened? They didn't want to fight. Why? Because the thing is that when you're suffering from pain and you want improvement, when you desire improvement, then you're full of enthusiasm. You're full of energy. And you have so much passion for the work. But just because you're passionate, just because you're enthusiastic, doesn't mean that it is still practical to do it. Because if it's not practical, that means you won't be successful. Do you see what I mean? Like for example, there's someone who's 17 years old. And they say, I really want to get married. Okay, I really want to get married. And the parents are like, no, no, not right now, not right now. Wait for another year. Wait until you turn 20. Wait until you're done school. Wait until you, you know, you're working. It's like, no, I want to get married. I'm ready for it. Right? People say such things, right? Do they? Yeah? Or they actually feel such things. But anyway, just because they want to, doesn't mean they're ready for it. Just because they're very passionate about it, doesn't mean that it's practical for them. No. 
If you let a 17-year-old boy get married, then what is he going to do? He's going to ruin somebody's life probably. Right? He's going to make a mess of his life. And later on, who's he going to blame? His parents. Why did you let me? I don't know what I was going into. So just because you are very passionate about something doesn't mean that it's practical at that time to do it. Who knows? Someone who has more experience, someone who has more knowledge. They know when it will be the right time to do it. So this is why the parents say, not now when you're done your university. Not now when you turn 25, for example. Why? Because they know from experience, from their observation, that that is the right age. But people who are being told no, they get very offended. And now what happens? They've gone through those few years of difficulty and you know facing such a huge challenge and going against all society and their parents not being 100% happy with them. They're trying to convince them, but they're not getting anywhere. After a few years, what happens? They're like, you know what? I accept it. Now my parents don't want me to get married. Fine, I'm not going to get married. I'm going to do something else. Right? I'm going to focus on my career. So they focus on their career. And now their parents are worried. Now come on, get married. They're like, no, no. I don't want to right now. Next year, next year, next year. Why? Because now they have found comfort in something else. Right? Now they have something else to identify themselves with. Right? They have something else that they're passionate about. But the parents know that this is the time. And if they don't get married, now it's not going to be good for them, for their future. For example. Okay? So look at it the same way. The Sahaba, they wanted to fight. But it was not the right time. They were not ready for it. The situation was still premature. When it matured, they had found comfort in other things. They didn't want to fight. Allah says, look at you. Before you were desperate, and now you have no interest. And you're like, why are you telling us? Like the children, they say, mom, why are you telling me? Dad, why are you telling me? Yesterday you were begging them, and now you're saying, why are you telling me? So it's amazing. So basically, what do we learn over here? The main lesson we learn here is that the one who knows more, who has more experience, more knowledge, trust them. Don't just trust your passion and your enthusiasm. Trust who? The one who is more knowledgeable, the one who has more experience. They know when is the right time to do something. Aynama takunu, And also, when you lack the passion to do what is necessary, to do what is important. Like the Sahaba, they didn't want to fight when they were told to. What did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say to them? Remember that the life of this dunya, the enjoyment of this dunya is temporary. It's not forever. Right now you don't want to move. Right now you want to rest. But remind yourself that this enjoyment is temporary. Soon you'll be lying in your grave, still unmoving, the time to move is now. The time to do something is now. And remind yourself, أَيْنَمَا تَكُونُوا Wherever you may be, يُدْرِكُمُ الْمَوْتِ Death is going to overtake you. يُدْرِكُمْ إِدْرَاكْ دَالْ رَاكَافِ What does that mean? To perceive. And also to catch up with. So, يُدْرِكُمُ الْمَوْتِ It will catch up with you. It will take you. It will reach you. It will encompass you. You cannot escape it. Wherever you will be, death is going to come to you. People die in their cars, people die in their homes, people die at the hospital, people die at the grocery store, people die at school, people die at work. People can die anywhere. 
Where does a person die? Where his death is decreed. So, أَيْنَمَا تَكُونُوا يُدْرِكُمُ الْمَوْتِ Death is going to overtake you because it is a reality. وَلَوْ كُنْتُمْ Even if you were فِي بُرُوجٍ مُشَيَّدَ Even if you were within towers of lofty construction. Buruj is a plural of burj. Barajim. And burj is a tower, a tall tower that is visible from far. Burj Khalifa. Are you familiar with it? Yeah? If you're in Dubai, anywhere, even outside of Dubai, and you look in that direction, what are you going to see? Burj Khalifa. It stands out. Right? So this is what a burj is. A tower. And mushayyada from sheen yadal. Sheen yadal. Shada yashidu is to plaster. Okay? To plaster something. It is to construct, to fortify, to strengthen. Now for example, if you have a brick wall, why do you plaster it on top? Why? To make it strong. Alright? So mushayyada, even if it is constructed really well, even if it's really strong, of mighty construction, still the angel of death can penetrate that wall. The angel of death can access you anywhere, any place you are. وَلَوْ كُنْتُمْ فِي بُرُوجٍ مُشَيَّدَةٍ So this is a reality. Death is coming. And this realization should move us to do what is more important. Sometimes we delay and we defer. But remind yourself that I am going to die very soon. I am going to die very soon. So what is it that I want to accomplish before I die? What is it that I want to make sure I have done before I die? And if I want to do it, I better do it now. If I'm delaying it, then that means it's not important to me. Because death can come anytime. I might never be able to do it. So do it now. وَإِن تُصِبْهُمْ حَسَنَةٌ If something good befalls them, if they gain some benefit, يَقُولُوا They say, هَذِهِ مِنْ عِنْدِ اللَّهِ This is from Allah. This is the response of average people. That if they get something good, something nice, they say, yeah, thank you Allah, you know, it's from Allah, Allah's blessings on me, Allah's mercy on me. وَإِن تُصِبْهُمْ سَيِّئَةٌ And if some evil befalls them, يَقُولُوا They say, هَذِهِ مِنْ عِنْدِكَ They say, this is from you. Who does you refer to? The Prophet ﷺ. Meaning they would blame the Prophet ﷺ for what they would suffer in their lives. Do we do this? That when we have something good, we're like, yeah, you know, Allah's so kind to me. But when we're suffering from a problem, from some kind of difficulty, then what do we do? It's because of her, it's because of him, it's because of you, it's because of she, it's because of them. Right? Is this what we do? We blame others. Why? When does a person blame others? When he doesn't want to take responsibility for his own shortcoming, for his own fault, for his own hastiness. You know, earlier we learned that the Muslims were not allowed to fight early. Why? Because they were not ready for it. Before you go into something, you need training. For all those years, 13 years, they were basically undergoing training. When they were ready, then they were told to fight. It's like when a teenager says, I want to get married, the parents say no. Why? Because they're not ready for marriage yet. If a child says, who's two years old, I want to go to school with my sister, will the parents let them go? Even if the parents let that two-year-old kid go, will the school accept? No. Why? Because that child is not ready. You need time for training. Right? You need time for training. And sometimes we don't accept the advice of other people. They tell us, no, 
it's not the right time, but we do it anyway. And when we do it, and then we suffer, then what do we do? We blame them. My mom made me do this. My dad never told me about the risks involved. My mom never told me about the huge responsibility that comes along with the glamour of marriage. Right? This is what we do. We blame other people. Allah says, قُلْ Say to them, كُلُّ مِنْ عِنْدِ Everything is from Allah. Whether something good or something bad. If it has happened in your life, it has happened because Allah allowed it to happen. كُلُّ مِنْ عِنْدِ Allah says, فَمَا So what is لِهَا أُولَاءِ الْقَوْمِ For these people, لَا يَكَادُونَ They are nowhere near يَكَادُونَ From كَافْ وَوْدَال Remember the word يَكَادُ الْبَقْقُ It is to be almost at the verge of something. So لَا يَكَادُونَ They are not near. They are nowhere near يَفْقَهُونَ They understand from فِقْهْ فَقَفْهَا Understanding. They are nowhere near understanding حَدِيثًا Any speech. Meaning no matter what these people are told, they don't get it. What's wrong with these people? The fact is it's something that we want to understand, we understand very quickly. And what we don't want to understand, no matter what explanation somebody gives us, what do we say? I don't get it. I don't get it. My mom's been telling me, but I don't get it. She's on a different planet. Why? Because you don't want to listen to her. You don't want to be at the same level. So Allah says, فَمَالِ هَؤُلَاءِ الْقَوْمِ لَا يَكَادُونَ يَفْقَهُونَ حَدِيثًا Allah says, مَا أَصَابَكَ مِنْ حَسَنَةٍ Whatever good reaches you, if you receive something good in your life, فَمِنَ اللَّهِ Then it is from Allah. Every good thing in your life is from who? Allah. Whether it is success, or it is some kind of blessing, or it is kind of you know worldly achievement, anything at all is from who? Allah. وَمَا أَصَابَكَ مِنْ سَيِّئَةٍ And if something evil befalls you, then فَمِنْ نَفْسِكَ Then it is from yourself. What does it mean? We learned earlier, Allah says, كُلُّ مِنْ عِنْدِ اللَّهِ Everything is from Allah. And now over here, Allah says, anything bad is from you. Is this contradiction? Is this contradiction? Because people look at such verses and they say, oh look, contradiction in the Qur'an. How do we understand this? كُلُّ مِنْ عِنْدِ اللَّهِ means everything happens with the permission of Allah. Even if it's something bad, Allah allows it to happen, which is why it has happened. Not because someone was there or someone wanted it. No, it's because Allah allowed it. And when Allah says something bad befalls you, it's because of you, that means it is your fault. Meaning you did something which brought about this result. And that result, Allah did not prevent it from coming. Allah let it happen. You understand? Allah did not prevent it from happening. Allah let it happen. It's like if you eat something that's bad for you. You eat it. Stale food, old food. Or a food that you are allergic to. You have it. And then you suffer the consequences. You have severe diarrhea, for example. So what does it mean? Whose fault is it? Allah's fault. That He made you sick. Is it? Whose fault is it? Your fault. You ate something that's not good for you. You made that bad decision for yourself. But Allah let it happen. He didn't force you. He didn't stop you. He let you do what you want. Because Allah has given us the freedom, the free choice to do what we want to do. He doesn't force His way on us. He has given us a choice because this is the test. With that freedom, do we obey Him or do we disobey Him? 
Do we do something sensible or do we do something that's crazy? What do we do? That's the test. So Allah says, وَمَا أَصَابَكَ مِنْ سَيِّئَةٍ فَمِنْ نَفْسِكَ It's your fault. It's because of your poor planning. It's because of your jumping into it too quickly. It's because of your own shortcomings. وَأَغْسَلْنَاكَ لِلنَّاسِ And you, O Prophet ﷺ, we have sent you to the people. As what? As a Rasulan, as a messenger. وَكَفَى بِاللَّهِ شَهِيدًا And sufficient is Allah as a witness. Meaning even if people don't accept, Allah is sufficient as a witness that you are indeed a messenger. The thing is that some people consider the Prophet ﷺ to be a source of bad luck for them. That they said, you know, before he came to Medina, everything was fine. And since he has come to Medina, what has happened? We are suffering from so many problems. Every other year there are people coming to harm us, to attack us. So whenever there was some loss, they would blame who? Muhammad ﷺ. If they were victorious, they would say, yeah, you know, Allah's blessing. But what does Allah say? It's not because of the existence of some person somewhere. It's because of your own actions. Always take responsibility for your suffering. What that means is that if there is something wrong that's happening, something that's not right, don't blame others. Don't blame others. Because if you blame others, you will never be able to solve the problem. What did shaitan do? Iblis. What did he do? When Allah told him prostrate to Adam, and he didn't prostrate, what happened? He was in trouble, right? And he said, فَبِمَا أَغْوَيْتَنِي Oh Allah, you led me astray. It's your fault. Right? And he blamed Adam. That because Allah told me to prostrate to him, this is why I ended up in this mess. But is that the correct way of looking at the situation? No. If he accepted his fault, that I was wrong in not listening to Allah. If he admitted his fault, could he have solved the problem? Very easily, asking Allah for forgiveness. And Allah is tawab rahim. When we blame others, we don't take responsibility for our actions. Then you know what? We are not solving the problem, we are worsening the problem. We're worsening the situation. If something wrong has happened, admit it, yeah, my shortcoming. إِنَّ لِلَّهِ وَإِنَّ إِلَيْهِ رَاجِعُونَ أَسْتَغْفِرُ اللَّهِ وَأَتُوبُ إِلَيْهِ And then focus on, okay, what can we do to fix it? What can we do to improve it? Reformation comes after realization. That if something strange is happening, then we say, oh, that person did black magic. Must have. This person, they were looking at me, their evil eye. This person, their envy. We blame others, right? But whose fault is it in reality? Our fault. We didn't do our adhkar. We didn't take protection with Allah. Right? Through the ways that He has taught us. So some people, they would blame the Prophet ﷺ that he is a source of bad luck. Allah says, no, you're not a source of bad luck. We have sent you as a messenger. وَكَفَى بِاللَّهِ شَهِيدًا مَنْ يُطِعِ الرَّسُولَ Whoever obeys the messenger وسلم, فَقَدْ أَطَاعَ اللَّهِ Then in reality, he has obeyed Allah. وَمَنْ تَوَلَّى And whoever turns away, فَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ عَلَيْهِمْ حَفِيظًا Then we have not sent you over them as a حَفِيظ Who is حَفِيظ? A guardian. 
someone who is to keep an eye and watch over and observe other people very closely and ensure that they're doing everything right. So Messenger وسلم, we have only sent you to convey, not to watch over them. Who is going to watch over their deeds and call them to account? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will. So the Messenger should not be blamed, rather he should be obeyed and followed. Deen should not be blamed. It should be embraced and observed. For whose good? Our own good. Because sometimes it happens that when we start doing something for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we face difficulty, we say, you know, since I've started this course, strange things have started to happen in my life. This happened and that happened and this happened and that happened. We start listing all the things. Since I started doing this course, Since I joined that Tajweed class. Do we do that sometimes? Very often. Our parents ask us, why aren't you doing well at school? It's because this weekend course that you've put me in. Obviously if I go there two days a week, when am I going to study for school? Yes, I have all the time in the world for Facebook. I have all the time in the world to go have dessert with my friends and to go to movies. But when it comes to studying, all of a sudden there's so much Al-Huda work. Right? Sometimes we do this. So we have to look at ourselves. That are we blaming the deen for our own problems, our own mistakes, our own shortcomings? The deen is not to be blamed. It is to be embraced and followed. Just like the Messenger ﷺ, he is not to be blamed. He is to be followed. مَن يُطِعَ الرَّسُولِ فَقَدْ أَطَاعَ اللَّهِ Whoever obeys the Messenger, he has obeyed Allah. Whoever turns away, it's not the Messenger's fault. It's not the deen's fault. Recitation. أَلَمْ تَرَ إِلَى الَّذِينَ قِيلَ لَهُمْ كُفُّوا أَيْدِيَكُمْ وَأَقِيمُوا الصَّلَاةَ وَآتُوا الزَّكَاةَ فَلَمَّا كُتِبَ عَلَيْهِمُ الْقِتَالُ إِذَا فَرِيقٌ مِنْهُمْ يَخْشَوْنَ النَّاسَ يَخْشَوْنَ النَّاسَ كَخَشْيَةِ اللَّهِ أَوْ أَشَدَّ خَشْيَةِ وَقَالُوا رَبَّنَا لِمَ كَتَبْتَ عَلَيْنَا الْقِتَالَ لَوْلَا أَخْرْتَنَا إِلَى أَجَلٍ قَرِيبٍ قُلْ مَتَاعُ الدُّنْيَا قَلِيلٌ وَالْآخِرَةُ خَيْرٌ لِمَنِ اتَّقَى وَلَا تُظْلَمُونَ فَتِيلًا أَيْنَمَا تَكُونُوا يُدْرِكُمُ الْمَوْتُ وَلَوْ كُنْتُمْ فِي بُرُوجٍ مُشَيَّدَةٍ وَإِن تُصِبْهُمْ حَسَنَةٌ يَقُولُوا هَذِهِ مِنْ عِنْدِ اللَّهِ وَإِن تُصِبْهُمْ سَيِّئَةٌ يَقُولُوا هَذِهِ مِنْ عِنْدِكَ قُلْ كُلٌّ مِنْ عِنْدِ اللَّهِ فَمَا لِهَا ما أصابك من حسنة فمن الله وما أصابك من سيئة فمن نفسك 
And they say obedience. Meaning there are some people who when they come to you, they say to you, just to fulfill that formality, that ta'ah, ta'ah, meaning we obey you, we obey you, we listen to you, and you command and we will obey. You know, you instruct and here we are, ready, we're going to obey you. Why do they say this? Just customarily. Just to, you know, fulfill the formality. They say ta'ah. So in other words, they do a lot of lip service. They talk a lot. But when it comes time to do action, what happens? فَإِذَا بَرَزُوا مِنْ عِنْدِكَ Then when they appear from you, baraza is to appear, meaning they leave you and they go out, then what happens? بَيَّتَ He spends night. From بَيَّتَ بَيْتَ is house. And بَيَّتَ is to spend the night doing something. Like for example, a group of people sitting together all night long, what are they doing? Talking, chatting, conversing. This is what? Bayyata. So what happens? A group of them, bayyata ta'ifatum minhum, a group of them, they spend the night doing what? Saying what? Ghayra, other than alladhi taqul, that which it said to you. Taqul means it. Ta refers to it, and it refers to ta'ifa. Meaning that same group, when they were with you, they say ta'a ta'a. But when they are away from you, they spend all their night doing what? Contrary to what they said to you. In other words, in front of you they say, we obey you. When they are away from you, then what do they do? They disobey you. They contradict their own words. They contradict their own words. They go against their own statements, their own claims. And غَيْرَ الَّذِي تَقُولُ تَقُولُ can also be understood as you say. Meaning, they do other than what you, O Prophet ﷺ, said to them. In front of you they say, we will obey you. But when they're away from you, then they disobey you. They do other than what you have instructed them to do. Allah says, وَاللَّهُ يَكْتُبُ And Allah is recording. مَا يُبَيِّتُونَ He is writing whatever they are spending their nights in. Meaning whatever plotting they're doing in the night, whatever planning, conspiracy, whatever they're doing in the night, Allah knows. فَأَعْرِضْ عَنْهُمْ So what should you do? Turn away from such people. وَتَوَكَّلْ عَلَى اللَّهِ And trust upon Allah. Why? Because He will protect you. وَكَفَى بِاللَّهِ وَكِيلًا And sufficient is Allah as wakil, as someone on whom you do tawakkul, someone who will dispose of your affairs in the correct manner. Now some people, they're very insincere to you. They're double-faced, deceptive, dishonest. They're actually enemies, but they appear to you as friends. They're hidden enemies. So if there is a hidden enemy, someone who appears to be a friend, who says one thing to you, and behind you, they go against you. In front of you, they praise you. Behind you, they backbite. They defame you. They talk nasty things about you. They accuse you of things you have not done or said. Such people are dishonest, right? And you feel very hurt because of them. What does Allah say to the messenger? Don't worry about them. I'll take care of them. I will protect you from them. 
The Prophet ﷺ said that if a person says every day in the morning and every night in the evening, then what will happen? What will happen? Nothing at all can harm him. If he says this three times in the morning and three times in the evening, nothing at all can harm him. So some dangers are very visible. Some enemies are very visible. And others are hidden. You cannot even identify them. You are afraid. You are concerned inside. But you can't do anything because you're hidden. So in this situation, take refuge with who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah says, أَفَلَا يَتَدَبَّرُونَ الْقُرْآنَ Do these people not reflect on the Qur'an? يَتَدَبَّرُونَ From تَدَبُّرْ دَالْبَارَ To reflect. Do these people not reflect on the Qur'an? Because the thing is, that when a person reflects on the Qur'an, not just recites, not just studies, but he reflects. And what does it mean by reflection? That you read, and you analyze, and you relate, and you read over and over. And what you say, you think about, you apply it to yourself, you relate it with your daily life. This is reflection. So when a person reflects on the Qur'an, this is what will straighten him up inside and outside. The mere study of the Qur'an doesn't help a person fix himself. What helps you fix yourself? What helps you? Reflection. Because when you're reflecting, then you look at your faults. And then you realize, yeah, I have this problem. I need to work on this. Yeah, this is actually not right. You know, for example... The verses that we just learned, we are reflecting on them as well. Right? So one thing that we learned after reflection is that when something goes wrong, most of the time whose fault is it? Our own fault. So instead of blaming others, what should we do? Blame ourselves, take responsibility, so that we can focus on fixing the problem. When do you learn this lesson? Upon reflection. Right? Now when you have learned this lesson, and you apply it, then what will happen? It will fix you outside and inside. Inside, that you will take responsibility. Outside, that you will not blame others. So, this is a fact, that when a person reflects on the Qur'an, only then he can straighten up inside and outside. Because the Qur'an forces you to look at yourself in the mirror. Look at those things that you don't want to see. Look at those faults and those blemishes and shortcomings that you don't want to acknowledge. You know, for example, if there's a mark on your face, or there's something, and you don't like it, then you don't even want to look at it. Right? You don't even want to see it. Because you don't want to acknowledge that it's there. If there's you know, a defect on the body, then what happens? We don't even want to see it. We hide it. We don't look at it ourselves. We don't let other people see it. Right? Isn't that what we do? Tell me, isn't that what we do? But when you reflect on the Qur'an, then what happens? The things you don't want to see, you are forced to look at them. Things you don't want to acknowledge, you are forced to acknowledge them. So when you acknowledge them, only then you can work to fix them. Allah says, أَفَلَا يَتَدَبَّرُونَ الْقُرْآنَ Why don't they reflect on the Qur'an? وَلَوْ كَانَ مِنْ عِنْدِ غَيْرِ اللَّهِ If this Qur'an was from other than Allah, then what would happen? لَوَجَدُوا فِيهِ Surely these people would have found in it اِخْتِلَافًا كَثِيرًا Much اِخْتِلَاف اِخْتِلَاف from خَالَمْفَ خَلْف Behind Okay, and also اِخْتِلَاف oppose So اِخْتِلَاف meaning things that are opposing one another In other words, contradictions 
If this Qur'an was from other than Allah, there would be many contradictions in it, many irregularities in it, many lies in it, many wrong statements in it. But the Qur'an is free from that. So what does it mean? That it is from Allah. So when it is from Allah, it is true, it is factual. Then why don't they take advantage? Why don't they take benefit? وَإِذَا جَاءَهُمْ أَمْرٌ مِّنَ الْأَمْنِ أَوِ الْخَوْفِ And when an affair comes to them. Amr over here gives the meaning of news. Okay? When some news of what? Of aman or khawf. Aman is security, safety, hamza mimnoon, and khawf is fear. They hear some news about safety or some danger, which you know brings about fear in them. What happens? What's their reaction? Adha'ubi. They spread it around. After the loss at Uhud, until the battle of the trench in the fifth year, the Muslims were in constant fear of the attack of the enemy. There was always this anxiety that the mushrikeen or the enemy would come and attack and harm the Muslims. And also, because the mushrikeen of Makkah had harmed the Muslims so much, the rest of the Arabian tribes all over the Arabian Peninsula, all of a sudden they had the courage to go and harm the Muslims. Remember the incident of Bayt al-Ma'unah, where people came and they requested the Prophet ﷺ, please send some people with us to teach us. Right? So they took them and they killed all of them. Right? Several incidents happened like that. So the Muslims in Medina were in constant fear. And when a group of people are afraid of something, or they are anticipating something, then what happens? Rumors spread very quickly. Isn't it? It's like you really want somebody to come. Right? You really want somebody to come. So what happens? Every few days, somebody says, Oh, you know they're coming. I heard so-and-so said they're coming. I heard so-and-so said they're coming. And when you find out, no, they're not coming. So rumors spread very quickly. But who spreads rumors? Those people who are weak in their heart. Who are weak in their heart. Because those people who believe in Allah in the last day, they do not spread rumors. They do not pass on any information until they have ascertained it. Until they have checked that it is accurate. But when someone's heart is weak, they're not strong, then what happens? Whatever they hear, they accept it and they pass it on. And as they pass it on, they add something to it as well. To make it more acceptable to people. The Prophet ﷺ said, كَفَى بِالْمَرْءِ كَذِبًا أَنْ يُحَدِّثَ بِكُلِّ مَا سَمِعًا Narrating everything one hears is sufficient to make a person a liar. If you go on telling everything that you've heard, so-and-so said this, so-and-so said that, and you go pass on that information, then this is what? You're lying. Because you're not checking. Is it true or not? Is it accurate or not? So these people, the munafiqeen, what would they do? Anything they would hear, any news of fear, you know, of an enemy or something good, what would they do? Immediately, adha'u bi. Adha'u is from dhal ya'in, and there is to reveal, to expose, to make something known that should not be exposed. It's like, you know, some things are, are meant to be private and confidential and secrets. But some people, what do they do? Because they want to appear as, I know everything. What do they do? Any information they hear, you know... You know, did you hear? Because they want to appear as a know-it-all. I know everything. I'm the best. Right? I have such big ears. I know everything that's going on. 
I'm so knowledgeable. I have so much information. Whether it's relevant or irrelevant, doesn't matter, but I just know everything. So immediately, أَدَعُوا They spread it. Allah says, وَلَوْ رُدُّوهُ Instead of spreading it, if they had, رَدُّوهُ If they had referred it, رَدَّ that To return. If they had taken that piece of information, and they had taken it to who? إِلَى الرَّسُولُ To the messenger. وَإِلَى And towards أُولِي الْأَمْرِ مِنْهُمْ Those people of authority among them, then that would have been better, right? When you hear something, before passing it on, always confirm, is it true or not? Who do you confirm it with? People who are in authority. People who are in charge. And then, just because it's true, doesn't mean that it has to be spread around. Allah says if they had referred it to people who are knowledgeable, to people who are responsible, then, لَعَلِمَهُ الَّذِينَ He would have known it. Who would have known it? الَّذِينَ يَسْتَنْبِطُونَهُ مِنْهُمْ Those people who can draw correct conclusions from among them. يَسْتَنْبِطُونَ From istimbat, نُونْ بَاطَ نَبَطَ is basically the water that gushes out first from a freshly dug well. So people are digging a well and the water that gushes out first, that is what? نَبَطَ Okay? So istimbat is to go deep into something and then derive something from there. You go deep into the ground, you dig, 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 and then you get water from there. So الَّذِينَ يَسْتَنْبِطُونَهُ مِنْهُمْ Meaning they would reflect on that situation, on that piece of information, and then they would know, is it worth publicizing or not? Because just because something is happening or not happening doesn't mean that the whole world needs to know about it. But these days, unfortunately, this concept doesn't even exist. Why? Because people are doing you know, the most private of things in their lives, but they advertise everything. They post everything online. I'm having this milkshake. Wow. It cost me two dollars. Wow. It's cold. Wow. Chocolate flavor. So what? You just wasted two minutes of mine. Do you see what I mean? Is it really worth publicizing? I mean, if it's a really good deal, and if it's an awesome milkshake that you've never had, and you want your friends to have it, that's a different story. But just because you're eating at a restaurant, or you meet someone, or you're somewhere, it doesn't mean that you have to post it online and waste everybody's life. Waste thousands and thousands of human hours. Do you see what I mean? So every news, every piece of information does not have to be publicized. Why? Because it's relevant to some people and it's irrelevant to others. And when every piece of information is publicized, then what happens? It spreads anxiety. It makes people anxious. It distracts people from what is more important. Isn't it so? Like for example... You know, if sitting in this classroom, we don't need to know how well these fans are operating. It doesn't have anything to do with us. Okay? It doesn't concern us, you know, how thick this wall is. Or what those, you know, sheets are for, that drywall sitting over there. It doesn't concern you and me. But if we walk in and we're like, oh, drywall in the masjid. Oh, they can do some renovations. Did you know Allah was doing renovations? 
Did you know they're going to start construction? I mean, what has this got to do with you and I? What matters to us sitting in this classroom is our work. And if we start spreading this kind of news all the time, did you know there's drywall sitting in a masjid and you go and tell your family at home and your friends at work, what, tell me, what benefit is it of to you or to your friends or to your family? What benefit? If it is something that concerns you, then those people who are responsible, will they not tell you? Will they not tell you? They will tell you. If there is renovations going on, then they'll tell you that inshallah at Al-Huda we're going to be doing some renovations. So if you would like to have some share in the khair, then go ahead and donate, for example. Then you will be informed. I'm just giving you an example here. Don't take this as a real situation. I just happened to see that drywall. This is why I gave you that example. Okay? Now based on this example, don't think that there's renovations going on. Okay? لَعَلِمَهُ الَّذِينَ يَسْتَنْبِطُونَهُ مِنْهُمْ They would have known it. That is it really worth spreading or not? Because everybody's time, everybody's life should not be wasted. In the telephone game, what happens? You know, one person says something to the other and by the time it gets to the 50th person, it's completely changed. It's completely distorted. So this is what happens when rumors spread. So-and-so is coming. No, no, they're not coming. No, 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 they have been banned from coming. No, 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 this happened. No, no, that happened. No, no, that happened. And do we not realize that whatever we say, angels are writing? إِنَّ السَّمْعَ وَالْبَصَرَ وَالْفُؤَادَ كُلُّ أُولَٰئِكَ كَانَ عَنْهُ مَسْؤُولًا مَا يَلْفِظُ مِنْ قَوْلٍ إِلَّا لَدَيْهِ رَقِيبٌ عَتِيدٌ So be careful. What are you saying? What are you spreading? You don't have to talk about everything. You don't have to know everything. You don't have to. So stay away from things that don't concern you. مِنْ حُسْنَ الْإِسْلَامِ الْمَرْئِ تَرْكُهُ مَا لَا يَعْنِيهِ Of the beauty of a person's Islam is that he leaves what does not concern him. So if something's not your business, it's not your business. Stay out of it. Don't talk about it. Don't spread it. Do yourself a favor and do others a favor. Stay focused and let other people stay focused. وَلَوْلَا فَضْلُ اللَّهِ عَلَيْكُمْ وَرَحْمَتُهُ And if it was not the favor of Allah and His mercy, then what would happen? لَتَّبَعْتُمُ الشَّيْطَانُ إِلَّا قَلِيلًا Then you would have followed the shaytan. All of you except a few. Everyone would have followed shaytan. Because remember that it is of the tactics of shaytan that he distracts people from what is more important and he makes them busy in what is less important. It is of the tactics of shaitan, it is of his tricks, that he spreads lies among people. Why? To create fear and anxiety and anticipation so that people forget what they're doing and they're overly concerned about things that don't even concern them. So if we are spreading rumors, if we are talking about things that don't concern us, then whose footsteps are we following? Shaitan. Whose cause are we promoting? Shaitan. This is why be extremely careful. Allah says, فَقَاتِلْ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ O Messenger, be focused. Fight in the way of Allah. لَا تُكَلَّفُ إِلَّا نَفْسَكَ You are not responsible except for yourself. تُكَلَّفُ كَافْ لَامْفَ Meaning you are only responsible for who? For yourself. You tell other people to go ahead and do something, but if they don't do it, 
Not your problem. Worry about yourself. Because sometimes we want the whole world to do something. When they don't do it, we get discouraged and we don't do it ourselves either. The Prophet ﷺ is told, فَقَاتِلْ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ لَا تُكَلَّفُ إِلَّا نَفْسَكَ Be focused, do what you're supposed to do. You're only responsible for yourself. وَحَرِضُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ But don't ignore others. Encourage them. حَرِضُ from حَرَضَ تَحْرِيضُ is to incite, to motivate other people. So motivate them. Motivate them, because if you motivate them, they'll be encouraged to do it, then what will happen? Asallahu. Hopefully, Allah will, ayyakuffa, that He will restrain, kafafa, same root, that He will restrain, ba'sa, the might, the power, the military might, of who? Alladina kafaru, the disbelievers. It is hoped that when you will motivate the believers, and they will stand up to defend themselves, then what will happen? The power of the enemy will break. Wallahu ashaddu ba'san. Allah is more severe in might. Don't fear the enemy because Allah is stronger. Wa ashaddu tankila. And He is stronger in punishment. Tankil is from noon kaflam, nakal, exemplary punishment. So Allah is much stronger in giving punishment. So don't fear your enemy. Don't fear them because Allah is on your side. مَنْ يَشْفَعْ شَفَاعَةً حَسَنَةً When you encourage other people, motivate them to do good. Then if somebody does good, because you motivated them, then you also get reward. This is just like whoever does shafa'ah. What is shafa'ah? To request on behalf of an individual. That they can't do something themselves, so you go request someone that please help them, please listen to them, please do their work for them. So مَنْ يَشْفَعْ Whoever intercedes, shafa'atan hasanan, A good shafa'ah. A good intercession. Meaning for a good cause. So for example, you go and request your friend, please forgive her. Forgive your brother, forgive your sister. It's okay. Everybody makes mistakes. This is what? A good cause. Shafa'atan hasanan. You go and request someone who has money, please help this individual financially. This is what? Shafa'atan hasanan. A good cause. So whoever does this, Allah says, يَكُلْ لَهُ نَصِيبٌ مِّنْهَا He will have a share of it. Meaning he will have a share of that good, of that reward. So for example, you request someone, please help this individual financially. You're not helping them financially. Someone else is helping financially. Why? Because of your request. Then even though you didn't spend a penny, you get reward for it as well. يَكُلْ لَهُ نَصِيبٌ مِّنْهَا on the other hand, وَمَنْ يَشْفَعْ شَفَاعَةً سَيِّئَةً Whoever intercedes a bad intercession, what does it mean by that? For a bad cause. So for example, someone's in trouble. Okay? Someone's in trouble. And they've done something wrong. Yes, they are guilty. And they are asking for forgiveness. They are apologizing. They are saying, I take responsibility, I will fix it. But you go and tell the individual who's upset with them, no, no, don't listen to them. Don't forget them. They're just liars. They don't deserve to be forgiven. This is what shafa'a sayyah, right? You're not helping someone, you are harming them. Or if somebody is being oppressed, someone is being treated unjustly. Like for example, you see that your brother is not fair with his wife. Shafa'a sayyah is what? Tell your brother, yeah, you know what? I saw her. She took the car when you were not home. And you know, she was talking on the phone with so-and-so person. So you better not let her use the phone or you better not leave the keys with her. This is what? Shafa'a sayyah, right? A bad intercession for a bad cause. Or somebody is begging their mom that please let me go to this concert. And you feel so bad for them. So you go to the mother and you say, please let your daughter go to the concert. Shafa'a sayyah. 
For a bad cause, Allah says, يَكُلَّهُ كِفْلٌ مِّنْهَا Kifl is what? A mandatory share that you cannot get away from. So he will have a burden of it. Even though she is not going to the concert, even though she is not oppressing her spouse, but still, she will have a burden of it. وَكَانَ اللَّهُ And Allah is ever عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ مُقِيتًا Over everything He is a keeper. مُقِيت is from the root letters قَافْ وَاوْتَى قُوت قُوت is the sustenance that a living being needs in order to survive. So مُقِيت is one who provides that sustenance. One who looks after, one who maintains, provides for, protects, safeguards, keeps looks after the well-being of everything. And this means that he is capable. This means that he is ever-nourishing. This means that he is protector. So, وَكَانَ اللَّهُ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ مُقِيتًا You request something good for a good cause, Allah is keeping the record. Allah is going to reward. You request for a bad cause, Allah is مُقِيت. He has the power. He is watching you. He knows what you're doing. So at the end of the day, we should be promoting what kind of works, what kind of causes? Hmm? Good cause. Something that will benefit other people. Something that will benefit humanity at large. Because ad-dallu ilal khayri kafa'ilihi. The Prophet ﷺ said, the one who leads other people to good, it's as though he has done it himself. So there are many things that we cannot do ourselves because we're not trained for it, we're not qualified for it. But can we not put our share in it by requesting it? We can. The Prophet ﷺ encouraged the companions that do intercede on behalf of one another, a good kind of intercession, and Allah will decide whatever the final decision is. And we see that Umar again and again he would go to the Prophet ﷺ and request that please, you know, command the Muslim women to wear hijab. Please, do this. Please, do that. And eventually what happened? Whatever Allah wanted happened, right? But you can also have your share in the goodness by promoting it, by requesting it. And be careful, whatever request you're making, is it leading to something good or is it leading to something bad? Because whatever we request for, it's coming in our record, inshallah. Recitation. وَيَقُولُونَ طَاعَةٌ فَإِذَا بَرَزُوا مِنْ عِنْدِكَ بَيَّتَ طَائِفَةٌ مِّنْهُمْ غَيْرَ الَّذِي تَقُولُ وَاللَّهُ يَكْتُبُ مَا يُبَيْتُونَ فَأَعْرِضْ عَنْهُمْ وَتَوَكَّلْ عَلَى اللَّهِ وَكَفَى بِاللَّهِ وَكِيلًا أَفَلَا يَتَدَبَّرُونَ الْقُرْآنَ وَلَوْ كَانَ مِنْ عِنْدِ غَيْرِ اللَّهِ لَوَجَدُوا فِيهِ اخْتِلَافًا كَثِيرًا وَإِذَا جَاءَهُمْ أَمْرٌ مِّنَ الْأَمْنِ أَوِ الْخَوْفِ أَذَاعُوا بِهِ وَلَوْ رَدُّوهُ إِلَى الرَّسُولِ وَإِلَىٰ أُولِي الْأَمْرِ مِنْهُمْ لَعَلِمَهُ الَّذِينَ يَسْتَنْبِطُونَهُ مِنْهُمْ وَلَوْلَا فَضْلُ اللَّهِ عَلَيْكُمْ وَرَحْمَتُهُ لَاتَّبَعْتُمُ الشَّيْطَانَ إِلَّا قَلِيلًا 
فَقَاتِلْ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ لَا تُكَلَّفُ إِلَّا نَفْسَكَ وَحَرِّضِ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ عَسَى اللَّهُ أَنْ يَكُفَّ بَأْسَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا وَاللَّهُ أَشَدُّ بَأْسًا وَأَشَدُّ تَنْكِيلًا مَنْ يَشْفَعْ شَفَاعَةً حَسَنَةً يَكُنْ لَهُ نَصِيبٌ مِّنْهَا وَمَنْ يَشْفَعْ شَفَاعَةً سَيِّئَةً يَكُنْ لَهُ كِفْلٌ مِّنْهَا وَكَانَ اللَّهُ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ مُقِيْتًا Subhanakallahum bihamdika nashhadu an la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilaik. 